Ladies and gentlemen, what's cracking? I am James Cadiz. Some of you remember me. And guess what? I am here with Tom Hughes. <laughs> I stole that straight from Rick D's. Tommy, I, hey, this is, I think we're confusing people, bro. Uh, we're live and you're in the desert and uh, Crazy Steve's driving you. I mean, Pastor Steve is driving you. So he's driving. So he's driving. So everybody, you know, people have been bugging me for months, last two months. Where's James? Where's James? James is still alive. James is doing great. I'm telling you, I got crazy stuff. So when you agreed to do this with me tonight, this is great because I had this. I was in San Diego yesterday. It's Jack was down there, by the way. And uh, so down there with Jack and then I, Steve, we drove up to Vegas because I spoke out here at Billy Crohn's this morning. And now we're heading back, and you agreed to host this for me tonight. And then you, you said, hey, can I get you on? And I said, if you can figure out a way to do it. So here I am, everybody <laughs> out in the middle of the desert there. We're driving through the, the down the I-15, and there you go. That's what we're can looking I can I tell you how much these people love you? They say you clowns back together again. That's what they're telling us. Bro, hey, we hey, we got a lot to talk about, but before we do, I got to start with the basics here. You guys that are online live with us, thank you so much. Please do like and subscribe us. And I'm, I'm sounding a little confusing here, but you are on Hope For Our Times, so you're going to want to subscribe to the Hope For Our Times channel. In the show notes, you've got a way to subscribe to me at Calvary Chapel Signal Hill. You can do that. I wanted to acknowledge the first of the Super Chatters. And the super stickers, I'm going to do that real quick before we get started here because I think that's kind of important. I know Tom thinks that's important as well. We have a first timer for the super chat and the super sticker. Scott Fisher, thank you so much. You say the grace and love of our Lord Jesus are unconditional and eternal, never letting go and never backing down. The only way before us that truth dwells and pure righteousness leads, surely grace and peace our eternal faith in Christ opens positive doors. Amen and amen. Happy Sunday, Gabe. Thank you for your super chat. And Lisa Dunn, you are the first with the super sticker. God bless you. Uh, you are awesome. Mikey Sanchez, I'm recognizing some names that I don't oftentimes uh, see on this channel. I'm glad to see you guys familiar with us. And thank you for all of your support. Carrie C, you've got a question about um, the Billy Graham Association. We'll try to answer that during the question time. We'll go back to that. Mikey Sanchez, one of LA's finest. Thank you so much for your super sticker. You guys are awesome. You guys are going for it. Great support. Tommy, I got some stuff to talk to you about, bro. Okay, I got to show you this. Uh -oh. What was that? No, we broke up. I Listen, uh, you guys have to bear with Tommy because he's in the desert, so we're going to try to work through this. Um, well, you guys are awesome. Very supportive. Lorraine, thank you. Diane Flynn, thank you. You say, woohoo, together again. God bless you guys. Look at the craziness that's out there on the desert. Okay, speaking of craziness, bro, because we got to get to it because we're limited on time, I want to play this video for you. And I, I want to tell me what you think about this. And we have to be careful how we chart this territory because um, we know how it is with the crazy tech world. But I, I just have to hear what you have to say. I talked about it quite a bit. 
um, on my show recently. And uh, this, this stuff is crazy, okay? I'm going to go over here and I'm going to show you. Now, this is, just to set this up, this is Marsha Blackburn, who is interviewing the new Supreme Court nominee. And she asks a very important question, and I think it's important. Take a listen to this. Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? Not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. The of the By the way, I just, I just want to say, she says immediately that she can't, and then she laughs hysterically and says, I'm not a biologist. So she just admitted to the rest of the world that... Um, the issue of female and male is a biological determination. I just wanted to point that out real quick. Should I, should we, uh, let, me, let me give you the rest of this. Hold on. The word woman is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me a definition. Senator, in my work as a judge, what I do is I address disputes. If there's a dispute about a definition... People make arguments, and I look at the right. law, and I decide. Well, so I'm not... The fact that you can't give me a straight answer about something as fundamental as what a woman is underscores the dangers of the kind of progressive education that we are hearing about. I think so. Tommy, what do you say about that? Yeah, so I've been following this whole thing. In fact, it gave me a lot of material over the last two days. So, one, you already pointed out, she admits it's a biological thing. Well, isn't that the exact opposite of what we are being told by the woke media and woke pastors, by the way, uh, and all this nonsense? We had this man who won the swimming contest. And what I loved about that is the people that lit him up on social media and said, no, this is nonsense. These women, that woman won first place. You're a man. You shouldn't even be in this. Listen, I look at that, and then I saw a meme this morning. And, and there's something like, uh, can you tell us what a dozen eggs is? No, I'm not a chicken. You know, it's the same kind of nonsense. This is just absolutely ridiculous. But this is the woke teaching. This is what our education system is doing. And right now, the education system to our children is just absolutely destructive. It's wicked. It's evil. To the point where even in China, as bad as China is, they wouldn't teach their children these things that we're teaching here in America. We're, 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 we've gone the way of wickedness. James, you and I have talked about this many times. We've been given over to a reprobate mind. And to have somebody that's running for Supreme, that's nominated for Supreme Court justice, says, I can't define what a woman is. A, a three-year-old can define what a woman is. <laughs> Bro, that's the point. The point is you're having a person who's going to say, I'm going to be a Supreme Court justice. And I bring this up because it has some prophetic uh, implications here. First of all, the one thing I want to point out is the Bible makes it very clear. Proverbs chapter 28, verse five, the righteous man understands everything. That's what it tells us. But right before it tells us that it says this, the unrighteous do not know justice. They don't understand justice. So you have Katanji. I think that's her name. Katanji Brown. She hyphenates her name. Uh, the, the reality 
of this woman's information, which by the way, I don't know if she even knows if she's a woman. She's kind of confused about that, is the fact that a Supreme Court justice is going to be put into place that lacks so much judgment and so much awareness of her surroundings that she is going to usher in the type of issues that continue to add to the inconsequentiality of the United States of America, thus making it superfluous in Bible prophecy, just as we know China is going to go down the same road. By the way, I have to make a comment. We have an insane amount of super chats and super stickers coming in, and I will do my very best to acknowledge you as we get into the Q&A time. So if I'm not acknowledging right away, thank you. Thank you for the support. You guys are absolutely awesome. Uh, There's a lot of that going on. Thank you so much. Tom, we are seeing the beginning of the end, bro. I'm telling you that right now. I heard a pastor, Calvary Chapel guy, and that's all I'm going to leave it to be because I'm not going to give him a platform because he doesn't deserve one, who continues to actually stay, say that people who are going to prophecy conferences are in essence losing touch with the reality of what's really going on. And then I heard him continue to give a really poor rendition of Ezekiel 38 and 39, actually very, very bad. As a matter of fact, he goes as far as to claim that Ezekiel 37 has been completely fulfilled, that it's not in the process of being fulfilled, and then goes on to uh, sort of brush off the view of uh, Ezekiel 38 happening um, before the end of the millennial reign as being a hyper-dispensationalist kind of a crazy thought. Um, And so they're telling us right now, there's a lot of people that are saying that when you look at Russia, when you look at everything that's going on in Ukraine, uh, the fact that we're talking about Ezekiel 38 is crazy. It's a bit insensitive and it's not uh, really being aware of the kind of hurt and pain that's going on in Ukraine right now. What do you say to that, bro? Yeah, well, I, I heard that also. I know which Calvary Chapel pastor you're talking about. He also said something to the effect of, people who enjoy Bible prophecy are uh, don't care about anybody else. In yeah, fact, warmongers. They're not the ones who are involved in missions. Yeah, so I thought, what a bunch of you all never, I almost said something I shouldn't <laughs> say. So, missions we support and are completely engaged in, as do you, we don't just support financially, we actually get involved with them. Um, we, we actually believe, this is a crazy concept, James, we actually believe that God's word is true in Second Peter chapter 3, where we are told what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct if you believe Jesus is coming again. So for those who actually get Bible prophecy, they're going to be the most like-minded people to say, I need to be living for Christ. I need to be doing what Christ would have me to do. But when you misunderstand Bible prophecy, then you just sit there and point your finger and you, you, you mock and you, you become the other part of Second Peter chapter 3, where you're one of the scoffers. And that passage in Second Peter chapter 3 about the scoffers coming in the last days saying, where's the promise of his coming? Our fathers told us this. That speaks of exactly this. These are people who are raised in a church. Their pastor taught that Jesus was coming again. This second generation of pastor came along and said, my dad, my father-in-law was teaching nonsense. They're fulfilling 2 Peter chapter 3. And also, here's the other thing that's just insane about the whole replacement theology and, and all this, this talk, which it's all part of the same. It is. It's this. Jesus, he died. He, he died for the sins of anyone who would believe in him. He was buried in the grave. 
three days later, he rose from the grave. Then he ascended into heaven. He did not ascend into heaven and say, Father, I, I won souls, but guess what? Satan won Jerusalem, and Satan won all of creation. And uh, we just got to surrender that part to Satan. That's insane, but that's what replacement theology teaches. Listen, the Bible is true. The prophecies of the second coming of Christ are true. Every one of them will be fulfilled. Jesus is coming back. He's going to rule and reign from Jerusalem just as he said he would. And this type of teaching in the church is to be expected as we get closer and closer to that day. And it's only going to increase. The mockers and the scoffers, they're only going to increase. Amen and amen, bro. And I, and I hate saying amen to the mockers and the scoffers increasing, but isn't it funny how they all call us conspiracy theorists? And then after calling us conspiracy theorists, now, how long would you say? I, I, I'll just simply say this. God will not be mocked. I, I'll just make that statement right off the bat. But how long have me and you been talking about the new world order? How oh, long have you? me and you been talking about this? That's a perfect one. So this morning, I'm talking about this aspect. And I said, listen, we've been talking about the New World Order for years. And the reason why we've been talking about it is because the Bible teaches it. There's going to be 10 global leaders. You and I have talked about that a lot. They're going to give their authority to the beast. And so we know the Bible is true, so it's going to be fulfilled. Then you have Sleepy Joe who comes out this week, says, we're, we're going to have this New World Order. And you think, we've been telling you guys this. You accuse us of being, of, of being uh, conspiracy theorists. No, this is true. It's a genuine conspiracy to bring about your new world order. You're going to show this video? Yep. Take a listen to what he says. And there's a phrase that I want you to catch before he says new world order, because the reality of it is new world order was a correction from what he really meant to say. Take yeah. a listen to this. And I want to point out actually a few things about this. I'm going to stop it at a few points because I want to point this out to you guys. I talked about it with Monkey, but this is crazy. And I want you to pay attention to this. Take a listen to our commander in chief. <laughs> you know, we are at an inflection point, I believe, in the world economy. Not just the world economy, in the world. It occurs every three or four generations. As one of them, as the uh, one. By the way, Every three or four generations, okay, liar. He's talking about the ebb and flow of sociological, uh, well, I'll leave that alone. We don't have the time to get into that. But let me just jump in a little bit further. Listen to what he says. He's giving, by the way, really bad numbers. Some of his numbers are actually conflated with regional death numbers, not worldwide death numbers. The worldwide death numbers are considerably higher, but the reason why he's not giving those numbers is because the higher numbers are associated with the deaths that result from tyrannical rulers. When you go back to Revelation chapter 6 and you see the man-made seals where you get into the white horse, you get into the red horse, the black horse, and the the pale horse which of course we know is the antichrist following the antichrist is war after war we begin to see all the economy failures and so on and so forth then we see death we see microcosms of that well well before all of this is going to happen in revelation chapter 6 and the microcosm that comes from tyrannical leadership ends up becoming the production of that ends up becoming the idea of what we see in war and economic failure and we have seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds the numbers are way higher than what he's saying but listen to him lie for a second and i'm going to stop him when he says what he says and see if you caught what he actually says here listen to this the top military people said to me in a secure meeting the other day 
60, 60 million people died between nine. By the way, can I just say this? The people that are listening to him talk have to be cringing and I'll rewind it so you guys can hear the context and not get mad at me. The, 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 listen to the context of what he says. He says, I was in a secure meeting the other day and then starts talking about the content of secured meeting. And if the content of his secured meeting was a discussion of the construct of the new world order, folks, we got a lot more to be worried about than everybody thinks we do. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, he just told everybody the context of his meeting was the, was the construction of the new world order. Listen, they, this wouldn't be out there if, uh, you know, I, I don't think Sleepy Joe knows what he's talking about most of the time. But no. reads from a teleprompter, too. And we know that because sometimes he gets to the end and he tells us the end. So we, we know he does. This went out there. Nobody's retracted what he said. They haven't said, no, Joe, no, misspoke or any of that. Like they've got to do with Kamala all the time, right? Oh. So they're, let, they're, they're, they're releasing this info out there. Also, uh, and we'll come back to this in a minute, but I want to ask you this, James. Did you also hear him say this past week that we're going to have a... Tommy, repeat that again. You went through oh a bad God. part. Did you hear? Say that. I didn't miss that last part. Oh, say okay. again. Did you hear him also say this past week that we're, we're going to have a food shortage? No. <laughs> I did. As a matter of fact, yeah. he said something to the effect of where he said, yeah, we're going to have a food shortage. Live with it. Yeah. You know what they're doing, James? I believe... It's purposeful to create more fear and more chaos and more people freaking out because, you know, the last two years, they've lost a lot of that fear power that they had. So they got to move on to the next crisis. They've got to create as much fear as often as possible. Listen, you can already go to the stores and see the shelves have left stuff in them. And down by where you live, you can see the boats off the harbor. So we know this is real. You create more fear. What do you create? More dependence on the government. Oh, no. We need you to come and save us. This is planned stuff that's happening. Yep. This, this food crisis could, could be fixed. Listen, the whole Russia-Ukraine thing, yeah, we know about the problem with the wheat there. But the, but the reality of it is there's enough farmland in America to be able to, to feed probably the whole world if we were allowed to farm it, if it wasn't for environmental rules, and Bill Gates buying up half the, half the farming world. 100%. Yep, I could not agree with you more. I, I agree with you 100%. And if you listen to what's being said here, uh, as the president says what he says, listen, speaking of Bill Gates, by the way, and every single one of the World Economic Forum yahoos, which, by the way, I don't know if you heard this, but good old Tim Keller just made an announcement, him and Broderson's friend, uh, Ed Stetzer, that they, in essence, are going to be working with the World Economic Forum to create a Christian version of the Great Reset. Yes, I did. I, yes, I, yeah. So you look at this, you go, okay, when you start looking at the church that's described in the last days, having a form of godliness but deny the power thereof, we're talking about a totally compromised church. I, I, l listen, the, the church Jesus died for is those who have, who genuinely want to be saved, right? The genuine believers. This is a, a false church that's risen. 
and it's exceptionally powerful because most of the most of the so-called Christian world goes along with this stuff. So I look at this, the Christian form of the Great Reset. Of course there is, because they have to form the people spiritually in, in this last day's religion that's coming about. Amen. Amen. And again, the funny thing that I'm looking at is uh, uh, the more and more you examine it, the more and more you begin to realize they're not even trying to hide it anymore. It's straight out in everybody's face. They are seeking to make you to be embarrassed and selfish if you stand up for the things that are righteous. That's why this guy that went on and on pontificating about people who love Bible prophecy saying the things that they say because they've brought into the lie of the world. You look at the situation with Ukraine. Yep. I'm sorry, forgive me for saying this. I hate what's happening to the citizens of Ukraine, but the leader of Ukraine was planted there by all of these World Economic Forum graduates. The leader of Ukraine is a corrupt yeah. individual who actually just a few days ago declared to be that he declared himself to, in essence, be the dictator of Ukraine. He threw away everybody in any opposing party and said, I'm going to be the ruler indefinitely. He, in essence, declares martial law, chooses to do the exact opposite while people are worshiping him. They're literally, I don't know if you saw the address that he gave to the um, uh, to the uh, Congress when he gave that joint congressional address. I'm telling you this right now. Actually, I think it was just the house. I'm telling you right now, it was disgusting. It, it honestly, it really truly to me felt like if the antichrist were to give a speech, that's exactly what they were looking at because they were standing up. They were praising him. They were saying glory to Ukraine. When, when I give somebody a greeting in Russian and I say, I'm saying like, may God richly bless you. May the blessed God, these people were using terminology very similar to that, where they're glorifying the name of Zelensky and Ukraine in place of glorifying almighty God. And it makes sense because check this out we're in the middle of a of a of a radical incursionary force created by one uh sovereign nation upon another unilaterally and in the midst of that you have a guy who's standing in poland talking about a new world order listen to the rest of what this guy says this is scary i think it's terribly scary let's take a listen to it because it's very eye-opening the other day 60, 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946 and uh, since then we established a liberal world order and that hadn't happened in a long while a lot of people died but nowhere near the chaos and now is a time when things are shifting we're gonna there's gonna be a new world order out there and we've got to lead it we've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it so First of all, I want you to notice what he says at the very beginning. He says there's going to be a liberal world order. The liberal world order is the term yeah. that they did not want discussed with anybody. The new world order is the fallback. When you talk about it, you start talking about the Overton window getting pushed is when you recognize the term of liberal world over world order because it runs along the lines of the Hegelian dialectic. It's the world in which they produce their synthesis by having two things that completely antithetically are opposed to one another to create their world of whatever I say you do, let's leave the wine and the oil. That's exactly what that is. It's ugly, bro. And that's exactly where it's going. And he let it out of the bag. And there were people, I promise you, at that moment that were going, 
oh, oh no, what in the world is going? They were freaking out. So, yeah, this whole thing, you know, let me go back to Zelensky. So I, I'm glad that you pointed that out because I've been telling people for the last few weeks, this guy is not what people are thinking he is. From both Fox News, CNN, both the right and the left. Oh, yeah, they're all liars. This guy is bad news. The Ukraine government is a corrupt mob government. It has been for a long time. And and that's why we have John Kerry. We have uh, Mitt Romney. We've got the Biden crime family. you got uh, Obama. You have Clintons in there. That's why. They've got their money in there. They have their families working uh, in the Ukraine uh, oil industry. You know, so you're, you're looking at this going, no, there's much more to this than Listen, when everybody is agreeing with Klaus Schwab and George Soros on Ukraine, that should that should come in as come as a, as a as an alarm to what's really going on. This is about fast tracking the new world order. So if you look back at the last two years, we had uh, you know we, we know we've been through the last two years. So that was that was the uh, what do you call it? the accelerator, right? Yep. What this has done, it's taken the accelerator and put a stick of dynamite in it. Let me uh, listen. You hit this right on the nose. You brought up the Kenyan. That's what I call him. I call him the Kenyan. Okay, and I want to and I want to play this. I stole it from Monkey, but I want to play this because this will speak directly to your point. Right? This is Colburn's show. This is the words of the Kenyan himself, and I want you to listen because this is the reality of what we're looking at. Pay very special attention to what he says here. This is very important. Take a listen. Uh, you don't want to miss the context of this one. Look at something going on in the news and go, you know what the situation needs? Little Barack Obama. <laughs> I, I, I've said this before. I, I, uh, people would ask me, knowing what you know now, do you wish like you had a, sec, a, a third term? Um, and I, I used to say, you know what, if, if I could make an arrangement where um, I had, a, I had a, a stand-in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats mm-hmm. looking through the stuff, and then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony, wow. I, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> you want to know why he used to say it? He used to say it because, quite frankly, he is now doing exactly that or very close to something like that. This is most definitely the Kenyans' third term. It, it sure is. And I remember when that, I remember seeing that back when it first appeared and thought, this is, this is exactly as I remember, recalled the whole thing. This is what's happening with the current Biden administration. <laughs> I look at this and listen. These people that this is my opinion. People say Zelensky is the Antichrist. He's not. He's not. Zelensky is an idiot. He's an evil yeah. idiot. He's Kansas, he's a Antichrist. <laughs> he, he that's what he is. He is an Antichrist. Yeah, that's right. right. You look at the charisma Obama has and the appeal Obama has. It's beyond what this guy from Ukraine has. But the guy from Ukraine was put in there, as you said. He is part of, if I remember correctly, wasn't he out of Klaus Schwab's Young Global College? Wasn't he one of those guys? Yes. So he's a whole, he's a full-on plant. And then 
uh, but he he doesn't he's being used right now because he's the perfect he's the perfect person for what they need. And the perfect person. Oh, Kamala Harris. No, you broke up. Sorry, it, I, I thought we lost you there for a second. Keep going. You, I missed what you said. You said something about Kamala Harris. Oh, she's just—I uh, don't want to talk about her. As we that's so lovingly Kamala. know her as Bob Marley. That's what we—that's what we call her. We call her Bob Marley. It's a monkey term. Oh, Bob Marley. Hey, look at this. Yeah. So this is what I'm, you see that traffic? Oh goodness. This is exciting, bro. At this, least it's—at least our conversation is going to help the traffic to go by a little faster. No, it is. I can't believe how much we've already driven through. <laughs> oh, now we're going at least four miles an hour. Awesome. Okay, so I got to show you how much of an empty head. Uh, well, okay, that's not probably the nice way of saying it. I, I still want to remain respectful, right? But I want to show you how, I'm going to say this, and I want to remind everybody, I'm being very uh, sarcastic when I say this. I want to show you how prophetic flashbang is okay now if you want to know how uh what i mean when i say flashbang the person that you are looking at right here in this video is flashbang okay now the the context of this is this is a meeting in 1997 when the russians go to flashbang and they say that if nato expands presumably to Ukraine and many of the other areas, potentially some of the Baltics and so on and so forth, it's going to force them to look to China. And then Biden laughed at them and said, good luck. By the way, do not mistake this for what Benny Johnson says it is. I, I love Benny, but Benny is saying that just shows how dumb he is when it comes to foreign national policy. I actually believe that our friend... Right here, Flashbang laughed at this and said good luck because he was seeking to push this type of incursion forward. There's a whole story behind what's going on with China here, but I want you to listen to what is actually said here. This is pretty eye-opening. I don't know if you've seen this or not, Tommy. Take a look at this. This is crazy. Our conversations with Zaganov was repeated with Lebed. They talked about they don't want this NATO expansion. They know it's not in their security interests and on and on. And said, well, and if you do that, we may have to look to China. And I couldn't help using the colloquial expression from my state by saying to Zaganov, lots of luck in your senior year. Um, you know, uh, good luck. And if, not, if that doesn't work, try Iran. Um, and uh, I'm serious. I said that, that to them. And these were very, and if that doesn't work, try Iran. Dude, I, think yeah. about that for a second. Now, I'm just going to say this, and I'm going to let you run with it, right? Because I want to I wanna throw this your way. He says all that, knowing full well that any form of NATO expansion would undoubtedly drive them to China. We know China's going to become inconsequential in Bible prophecy, but watch this. I don't know about you, but I just spent some time recently looking over the proposed JCPOA terminology. Some of that is actually published. And I want you to recognize a couple of things. First of all, Flashbang says we're no longer paying Russia for anything. We're not, we're not giving them any, any kind of oil or anything. We're not giving them oil money. We were spending anywhere from 70 to $100 million a day on oil. 
And so what Russia, what we do instead of giving that money to Russia is we choose to give that money to Russia via Iran because we go to Iran and in hopes of being able to get the JCPOA signed, we tell Iran, we're going to skip past the OPEC general disposition and we're going to go straight to you and buy that oil that we were buying from Russia to you. Iran says, no problem. We want close to 100 to $140 million a day for that. By the way, 90% of which goes right back to Russia, which means because of what we chose to do to Russia, Russia is making more money than they were before. Now, let me take it a step further. When you look at the terminology of the JCPOA, understanding that we've got the access of evil, we've got Russia, we've got China, we've got Iran getting all together, which will be a lot more than that according to Ezekiel 38, but China won't be in the picture. They'll become inconsequential, but listen to this. In the JCPOA, it says this. It says, Iran, we want to uh, we want to build trust between us by allowing another country to build the nuclear facilities that you want built. We will pay that country $10 billion just to say yes to do it. And as long as they're building that for us, we will view them as part of our alliance. And as a result, we will lift any, any, any kind of uh, uh, holdbacks between them. No more sanctions. Guess who the country is in the JCPOA? Mother Ruski. It's Russia. Now you look at this and all I see is a guy who is pushing together some kind of a half-cocked global union and before you know it, people are going to recognize the common enemy. It'll be Russia first. Sorry, it'll be China first because no one's going to mess with Russia because if they haven't messed with Russia now, they're not going to mess with Russia later. And this is going to become the kind of powder keg that we've been talking about for a very, very long time. So as you're talking, I cannot help but think of the rider on the red horse. Yep. Would you look... Yeah, I mean, you look, Book of Revelation, this great war that's going to break out the setup. So as an article, I think it appeared as Zero Hedge. Um, I'm not sure it was Zero Hedge, but the article stated it could have. In fact, I, you know, I think it might have been Jerusalem Post, whatever it was. It stated that this is not Obama's JCPO, meaning the original one, not right. Obama. Uh it's much, much worse. hundred times what, worse. Well, I think back to, remember when Netanyahu went to Congress and how ticked off Obama was when he addressed Congress directly? Back oh, yeah. When Obama was, okay. I never forget that day. And I'm convinced Obama wants to do whatever he can to get back at Israel for what Netanyahu did uh, because it embarrassed Net, uh, Obama when he did that. I agree. You look, you look at the video you played a few minutes ago with Obama saying, if I have another man just with an earpiece, I'm good being in my basement telling him what to say. I look at the Iran deal. I look at what's happening, because really what's happening there is happening to Israel. You look at Russia and the fact that now we are going to pay more for Russian oil than we were before because of how all this is working. You're going, this is amazing. Here's the other thing, James. We could solve our problems. We could solve the oil problem just by drilling in, in America, where we're not allowed to do that anymore. So what are we doing now? 
We've sanctioned Russia. Now we get to pay more for Russian oil because we're going through Iran. And then we have Saudi Arabia saying we're going to be looking at trading, uh, getting rid of the petrodollar and dealing with China. Wow. I mean, <laughs> this is it's really amazing. It's, it's exactly what the scriptures have taught us. And the problem is, is when people choose to ignore the reality of the word of God, when they don't, when they choose to just completely not acknowledge it, to know it, basically, this is exactly the kind of nonsense that we allow. And the worst part about it is the woke industrial complex that's taken over the hearts and minds of some of these pastors has just absolutely, completely overwhelmed it all. And it's deceived people into thinking the truth. Now, the thing that I would say, and I think this is really important is it's done a favor to the church. Because what it's done is it's separated the real church from the fake church, right? I have a question. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I totally agree. In fact, I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking that before you said it. Yeah, and I, I just want to play a little clip. And then I want to ask this question. Maybe I'll ask the question beforehand. And, oh, I'll ask the question afterhand. How about I just play this little clip? This is Inauguration Day. This is a year ago, January 20th. Rick Warren is having a conversation with a couple of other guys. And one guy makes a few comments. Kind of interesting. He talks about the fact that he's a white guy representing the African-American community and all three of his black friends. And he basically says something quite interesting. I want to just, you know, run, you know, take a look. Let's just see. How is this working for you? Maybe we just play this right now. You tell me, how's it working for you? Ready? Probably have noticed this today and, and even before uh, a number of, you know, all of us, I think, probably have a number of African-American friends. And I know that there's a there's a lot of rejoicing in the African-American community today and um, and many, many Christians, you know, solid Bible believing, Jesus loving <laughs> Christians are rejoicing in a new day. <laughs> How's it working out for you, Broderson? <laughs> yeah. This is, you know, this is evil because. Okay, let's just take him alone on what he just said. He just voted and encouraged the voting of killing 70 million babies. Oh. He's in that. And then you start taking everything across the board. Look what the Democrat Party has done to the African-American community in America. Look at Los Angeles. Look at, look at Detroit. You start looking at these areas. Look at Chicago. What have those policies done? Those it's, are the that Broderson is just bragging about, and yet they destroyed them. And then this is kind of racist comment. We all have, well, most of us have some African-American friends. No, he's what a bigot. No, no. I, I mean, that's like, it reminds me of a Seinfeld episode where somebody said, well, I have, a, I have an African-American friend because he is just trying to win favor. No, you know, bro. It, the, 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 this is absurd. The term for him is bigot. He's a bigot. He's like Tim Keller. He's like the Salvation Army. He's like focus on the family. He's like Ed Stetzer and all those other guys. He's a bigot. He, he says, oh, I'm representing all of my black friends and so on and so forth. Well, okay, dude, let's just say you're the, you're the token white guy that wants to represent your black friends. 
How's it working out for you? How about the fact that 3% of the population in this country are child, that are childbearing of the, the, literally 3% of the childbearing population in this country are black women, yet they account for 50% of the babies that are getting aborted every day in this country. Oh, it's a better day for black people, Brian Broderson. Sure it is. And you voted for him, and you encouraged your people to vote for him, and you went on record by saying what a wonderful day it is. How does that work out? How's anybody going to stand before the Lord and say, well, I thought it was a great idea to support those who support abortion. Listen, in Romans chapter 1, the Bible is very clear. Not only are those who will be judged to practice those things, but those who approve of them. When you vote for something, you approve. That's what you're doing. You're saying, I approve of this. Yep. And this, guys don't like Bible prophecy because it, it brings the truth into the face. They don't want to hear that part. Listen, Jesus is full of grace and truth. So they just want to hear, well, let's just do a big group hug. Let's all get along. And you people talking about Jesus coming back. We don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear about sin. Then there's that other guy out in, uh, where is it? He's in uh, Texas, right? The big church in Texas. The guy who, who says, um, I've never, when you come to my church, I know this because I watched it. Twice. Joel Osteen. There you go. When you come to my church, you won't hear about sin. You won't hear about judgment. Well, what kind of church is that? When you don't hear the truth, why did Jesus die? What did he, who did he die for? If you're not willing as a pastor to talk about the truth and to talk about judgment, to give the truth and talk about judgment and talk about sin, then why are you even, a, why are you in a pulpit? Because we have an apostate church, a church that is part of a fake church. There's, as you said, separated the real from the fake. So what's happening is the fake is being exposed and they're all giving each other group hugs and marginalizing those who are bringing the truth. And, and again, you, you went to, was it Tim Keller with the Great Reset, the Christian Great Reset? Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. So, uh, yeah. he's a fake. He's yeah. a complete fake. By the way, yeah. for all you people that are watching, I have to bring this out because there's a lot of people making comments. Tom is using his camera phone. His camera phone reverses everything, which is why it looks like he's driving, but he's not. He's the passenger. Can you show everybody that Steve is driving? Every okay, thank you. That's going to put a lot of your people, uh, a lot of people's minds at ease, just so that you know they're concerned for you, Tommy. They don't want you to crash while you're getting into big stuff oh! like this. <laughs> That's not funny, bro. That isn't funny. <laughs> Actually, it is because I'm laughing. I think it's really funny. I think it's great. <laughs> That truck going by look at this, this oh my it. goodness this is oh, this is oh, oh, okay can you see that what kind of car that is in front of me no is it a tesla it's a tesla i gotta tell about, you okay tell what, me okay so we were in vegas drove out there to do ministry so so there is a an easy charging station on the way back in the middle of nowhere in the desert it looked like there were at least 50 electric cars, most of them Tesla's in there. You know why? They can't make the distance. <laughs> I like, they have to the station. I've heard that's not the only one. I wish we went in there and did a video on it. We Little should. We should we, we should just we me and you should talk about the whole regard the I, you know what I want to do? I'm going to do a video. Me and you are going to do this one day. We're going to do a video on how destructive electricity only is to the economy and the environment.
Oh, I, I talked about it a little bit this morning. Here's the reality of it, James. I believe, because the oil crisis could be solved if they really wanted to solve it, right? Stop blaming Putin for everything. You know, he's, you know, the reality of it is we have terrible politicians who are wicked. So when you look at this electric thing, when they hook up everybody to the grid like they want to do, then they can shut down everybody whenever they want. That's where this is going. 100%. Yep. I, I Listen, I couldn't agree with you more. I know that that's a direction that all of this is going in and it's getting darker and darker and darker. Okay, let's do this. We've got about 10 minutes because I've got to get to my own service. We're doing a prayer meeting today. So I've, we, I've got to do this. We got about 10 minutes. Let's take some questions. Shall we take some questions? You guys know how we roll question in all caps and then uh, drop in your question. We'll be happy to do it. I have to say this. You guys have been insanely generous with the super chats. I think you guys, looking at uh, Tom's numbers here, I think you guys have done more in super chats in this session than he's done in a very long time. You guys are awesome. Thank you for supporting him. You guys are a blessing. Um, We can't get to all of them. Because there were so many. I think there's probably 50 or 60 of them. I can't read them all. Otherwise, we won't be able to do our Q&A session. But I want to just tell you guys, thank you. You are awesome. And by the way, I'm looking at all of these comments. Thank you for the kind words of us getting back together. We've never been apart. <laughs> okay? Things have just been busy. You know, I, I, get asked, I mean, I think everybody's seen the things I'm doing and what you're doing. And I, I mean, for me, I'm going to Mexico for a week. I've got, by the way, I'm going to tell everybody this now. James is going to be hosting live next Monday. Am I able to say this, James? I think so. With Monkey. So James oh, that's right. Me and Monkey. On, that's right. I forgot. On my 2 o'clock live next Monday, because uh, I'm going to be completely off the grid. Um, so uh, I'll have videos that I'm doing this week for, for next week and so forth. Um, but, yeah, so that's going to be a week from a week from tomorrow you're going to be doing that. And there's just things going. Did I? T- I don't think I told you this. I'm going to Israel. You did tell me. Yeah, I, I knew about that. As a matter of fact, I thought I was going to do some covering for you during that time. I forgot. Oh, that's right. I did tell you. You are. So we're doing a whole lot of filming, and we're able to go. We we don't have to get the you know the shot. So we're going, and we don't know how long the window's going to be open, but we're we're doing that. Okay, let's get to some questions. Enough yeah, for- get to some questions, and then some of you are asking, please do us a favor and subscribe to Hope for Our Times. The link is right there. If you're watching this live on YouTube right now, just hit the subscribe button. Um, You'll look at your uh, YouTube screen. Um, You can see it right now. It's the bottom right-hand corner of your screen. Click there and subscribe. You'll be good to go. Uh, Also, if you're interested in mine, go to YouTube, Calvary Chapel, Signal Hill, and subscribe. We're right there. Okay, Tommy, question. Could the rider on the white horse in Revelation 6 be the false prophet? Well, I don't see it as being the false prophet. So I, I will say this with the rider on the white horse, a few things to keep in mind. Because he's on a white horse, we know it's a false Christ. Uh, so an antichrist. Is it the antichrist? Well, also, you look at it this way a crown is given to him. So Jesus doesn't need a crown given to him. So we know that this is a representation of 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 the antichrist but it could be antichrist spirit also at the same time and and james i'll I'll throw this out there there's a possibility of this being uh as uh i would say a group of the klaus schwabs let's just take them as an example 
operating under the spirit of Antichrist that are implementing this going about conquering and to conquer. So I will say, it's, in my opinion, the white horse is one of two things. It's Antichrist himself, or it's operating in the spirit of Antichrist, and these global leaders are doing this. Because you also have the, the second horseman is the red horse, and the red horse brings a war. So when I look at that, the people are going to receive Antichrist. If he brings, he comes on with this peace plan and all these different things, and suddenly great war breaks out, uh, people are going to look and say, hey, man, ever since you've been here, we've had nothing but war and then famine, you know, the black horse and then the pale horse. Nevertheless, I don't think the false prophet is the white horse. I think most likely Antichrist himself or definitely the spirit of Antichrist working through whatever global leader is to bring those plans. Uh to, to bring about the world into this new world order. But the fact that it's white and a crown is given to him, you have Daniel, where Daniel says, by peace, he will destroy many. So that all fits with the white horse being Antichrist. Yeah, and that's, in essence, the big reason why I look at the white horse being Antichrist. That's uh, definitely the case. Um, here's a question. I'm not sure I understand it. Maybe you can pick up on it. I used to do this a lot when we did these types of questions. Uh, talk about Ukraine and NATO. I thought Ukraine, uh, was a part of it. And I think that's what he was trying to say. It was a typo. If I read it the way he said it, it'd be confusing. Um, I'm, I'm pretty question. I'm pretty, uh, I think that the idea that, Ukraine was a part of NATO has always been conflated with the desire of Ukraine wanting to be a part of NATO. A lot of people don't know this, but NATO has rejected Ukraine on a numerous amount of occasions on the basis of corruption. Oh, on the basis of corruption, which is what you, which is a key to the whole Balagon over there. So every, I mean, listen again, let's go back to Klaus Schwab and George Soros and, and all these other people who, CNN, why is it that so many people on the right are suddenly in agreement with CNN and Klaus Schwab and George Soros over Ukraine? That shows me something's definitely wrong. I mean, uh, but yeah, just, yeah, Ukraine's full of corruption. They're, they're a mob country. They've been a mob country run by the mob. And the, the people over there are suffering. Yeah, I agree. And uh, some, I just a quick comment. Someone said you three are great. I assume that means I stand for double and you're one. I think that's what they mean when they say you three are great. I just. <laughs> hey, so um, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that that is a very, very interesting thing. Let me read a question to you from Richard B. You say, how can Russia be Magog when they are getting, uh, when they are getting handed to them in Ukraine? I thought Russia would be a lot more powerful. Okay, let me just Say, simply say this Gog is a title of a person, presumably the leader of Russia. Magog speaks of a region. It doesn't speak of just Russia alone. It speaks of a region. We do believe that the leader of it all will be presumably the leader of Russia because we know that Gog would be the leader of Russia. I also want to say this stop believing the lying media. If Russia was getting handed to them, then the leader of Ukraine would not be getting on TV all the time, probably behind a green screen and begging people to have people intervene. Russia is pouncing on Ukraine. Russia is beating the snot out of Ukraine. Most people don't understand siege warfare. They don't know how Russia operates. 
Russia is and always has been in it for the long game. And people are warmongers. And by the way, I want to make a comment about that with respect to NATO. I think what's going to end up happening is a NATO nation is going to get involved, probably Poland, right? This is my guess. And when they do, I think most of the NATO alliance nations will still refuse to get involved. It will break up NATO. And I bet you that'll probably be the introduction of the European Union's new task force. I would bet you it'll be something like that. But it's just my Uh, thought. Anyway, what do you say, Tom? I think that's great. That makes a lot of sense to me. Also, going back to what you said, stop believing all of the stuff that's coming from the mainstream media, including Fox News. Listen, especially. Yeah. Didn't we learn over the last two years how much they're lying to us about everything? And and didn't didn't Russia just use a hypersonic missile? So didn't what didn't they? Yes. Multiple. So, okay. So I'm looking at this going, listen, if no, Russia could do. It would just be absolutely devastating if they wanted to. Here's something else that doesn't get talked about much. You and Donna probably talked about it quite a bit, and Monkey. I know Monkey has. Um, the bioweapons labs. These are real. Those were real. The 15 bioweapons labs. By the way, you could see a map early on, and Russia had targeted, just happened to hit targets where, where the same areas where these bioweapon labs were. The ones that the Biden administration tried to deny, but there's too much info out there that they're real. James, I look at it, we have been coming from the current administration and all of the media in the West, there's going to be a nuclear war. We better watch out. (laughs) There's going to be, Russia's going to use chemical weapons. Listen, I look at this. I think what they're trying to do is justify what they want to do. I believe we have the military industrial complex behind this. These people are warmongers, and they want this. And so when I look at what's going on, I, I try to implore, really um, exhort people, don't or, or stop listening to what you're hearing in the mainstream media. Just stop it, because we are being lied to. Amen. Everybody, admit we're, everybody on the right would admit we are being lied to until the Russia-Ukraine thing. Now all of a sudden you believe all things? Yeah, it's baloney. Okay, bro, listen, I hate to do this, but we're we're pretty much out of time. Tommy, do you have any final comments before uh, we wrap it up? Yes, I do. James, it was great having you, having me with you today on my channel. It was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. And, and uh, here's a kiss so people know <laughs> each other. <laughs> I, hey, listen, I love you, bro. It's a total blessing. I love being on your channel. Thank you so much, bro for the honor and the opportunity. If you guys are interested, please, even if you're not, go to Hope For Our Times, the website, all the information you need is there. There's more videos on Hope For Our Times than there are on their YouTube channel. You get all kinds of things, including other teachings from other Bible prophecy teachers. So you wanna go over there, hopeforourtimes.com, great website, all the information of the conferences that Tom is teaching at and doing, you will find there. And of course, if you wanna find any information about us, just please. Please simply go to our YouTube channel, CalvaryChapelSignalHill.com. Very soon, we will be opening up a 
jamescadiz.com website, as well as an all things Bible prophecy website. We're looking very forward to that. Um, uh, lots of, lots of information on that to come. So please don't forget again, subscribe, like hopeforourtimes.com. If you're interested, we love you guys. God bless you till the next time. Let's pray and ask the Lord to give Tom traveling mercies, Steve wisdom when he drives and uh, lots of safety to everybody involved. Father in heaven, we thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. Thank you for another great opportunity. And Lord, as we enter into a time of prayer in our church service, we pray that you would bless it. We pray, God, that you'd have your hand upon it. Be with Pastor Tom and Pastor Steve as they're driving uh, to the next place for ministry. Bless my brothers, Lord. Watch over them, protect them. We love you, we thank you, and we ask these things in Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, you guys. Yes, sir. 30 more seconds. Please subscribe to James' channel. That's awesome. Calvary Chapel, Signal Hill. James Cadiz, that is going to be a great channel because people will remember your name and it's going to take off. That's exciting. Yeah, that'll be our website. We're going to do that. And I I have somewhere in the neighborhood of about 12,000 videos and Bible studies that I'm going to make available for free there. They're all available on CalvaryChapelSignalHill.com's website, but I'm going to do it where you can find everything all in one place, including all the radio shows. We're on hundreds of radio stations around the country. We're going to let people know about that. A lot of great stuff to come. And keep, uh, pay attention. Because Tommy and I, Tom, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy and I are getting ready to do some great things as well. So we love you guys. God bless you. Uh, pray for us because as a church body, we are going to be spending some time in prayer. We're praying for God's wisdom on a lot of things and we're asking for his wisdom there. So if you'd like, you can join us on our channel right now. As soon as we're done here, we're going to go spend some time in prayer after Dale leads some worship and we're just going to pray together as a body of Christ. So we love you guys. God bless you, Tommy. I love you, bro. It was a blessing. Thank you so much. Love you guys. God bless you. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.